to another episode of Electable. I'm Deb Chubb, and this um, podcast is sponsored by the Indiana Women's Action Movement. Um, today, we're here to talk about rural Democrats. And uh, this is really exciting because we have um, two uh, members of the United Rural Democrats, uh, which is a fairly new organization with us, um, Michael Dunham and Audrey Engel. And um, I'm just really excited to hear about this organization because it has grown so much so quickly uh, in Indiana and around the country. So, um, okay, so Michael, I'll start with you. So tell us a little bit of background about um, the United Rural Democrats. Yeah, sure. And we're really glad to be here beyond this. So United Rural Democrats is we're essentially a coalition of people that are trying to raise awareness of rural issues and help rural Democrats organize to their best capacity. So we're composed mainly of younger, passionate individuals who, unfortunately, we've seen our communities be left behind, whether it be at the statewide level or at the federal level. And we're really just interested in bringing a focus back to our communities because we've seen you know, individuals and farms that just haven't been invested in and cities that haven't been invested in and have fallen by the wayside. And we're really looking to bring attention back um, both at the federal, state and local level. That's great. And, um, you know, in the world of democratic politics, that is always, well, at least in the last several years, been the million dollar question. What are the issues that resonate with rural democratic voters or even just rural voters? So, um, You've mentioned a couple of things, um, you know, farms that aren't getting attention and um, cities that are not getting attention. Um, I'd always thought it was, it was things like, um, you know, hospitals that were closing in rural areas. So really um, the inability to access healthcare in uh, many counties. Um, is that something you're hearing a lot? Yeah, healthcare is definitely a big issue. Um, there just, there has not been an investment in rural healthcare. Um, and you can see that in terms of how long it takes to get to a hospital or the number of hospital closures has skyrocketed over the past decade. So rural healthcare, especially in uh, dealing with addictions and overdoses in rural America is a very big issue. And we're hoping to bring that back to the forefront of the discussion for the Democrats. Oh, that's, well, all right, that's just excellent. Yeah, and I just heard the statistic that um, opioid overdoses increased by 30%. Uh, in the last year. Just unbelievable. I mean, it was already bad. Okay, so Audrey, um, so can you tell me um, about what inspired you to join this group and what, you know, what your vision is for your participation in the group? Yeah, so um, one of my friends texted me earlier in the year and told me about United Rural Democrats, and I thought it was a really cool idea. Um, I joined it. I've been to a couple events and it's been a really cool thing to go to. I went to the American Rescue Plan tour and um, Joe Donnelly was there. And he recognized my shirt that Michael has on right now from United Rural Democrats, oh, nice, which nice. was really cool to see that um, an elected official um, knew who we were and noticed us by our shirt. Um, so I guess I'm really excited that we've had a lot more growth in the past few months and we have a new project going. Um, and to me, that's really exciting. And I think that a lot of individual issues, especially like rural Democrats will inspire the youth like Michael and I, um, rather than just a wider sense of Democrats and getting the same people in the establishment elected. Tell me about the structure of your organization, Audrey. 
Um, so we have a lot of young people. We use the app Discord um, to organize events. We have um, mainly our state chapters, our statewide chapters. And then for our general, we um, have all our projects in there. And um, we just like to get as many people to go to each event as we can. So we have a lot of people spread out amongst the states, um, like in South Bend, like us and in other states. And, and so we have, oh, go ahead. No, we have, so we have our president, who's Joe Shepard, who's the founder, and then we have a variety of state chairs, and then under those state chairs, we have everyone in our states. Yeah. So she mentioned Discord is how we primarily organize. So we have a, like, in Discord, we have an Indiana, like an Indiana section, and then we have a general section where everyone is. So we can talk with everyone, we can share ideas, and we can just talk with our states, which I think is really nice. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very accessible. Everyone is, you know, really loves to talk, and it's great. So, okay, of course I'm old and I'm not familiar with this course. So, so, so it's, a, it's a platform where people can just have conversations as well as plan events. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's essentially like texting back and forth but with a lot of different sections. Mm -hmm. So like we said, like there's one general chat with everyone and then statewide chat. So we have Indiana. Mm -hmm. And it's, oh. it's super helpful and you can have it on your computer so, or on your phone. So it's really accessible for everyone. Oh, that's excellent. All right. Well, I'm going to have to check that out. So, um, Michael, tell us about um, like how much this organization has grown since you've been involved. When I, so I first joined, I want to say back in around January. Uh, so I go to Purdue University and one of my friends there messaged me and was like, hey, would you be interested in joining this organization? And I think we had about 30 members at the time. And I was like, okay, it's, it's kind of small, but I, you know, I started working with it and now we have close to 200 people and that those are just members that are like you know consistently working with our organization but we have a lot of more people that we reached out to and who would be willing to volunteer you know if we asked them to maybe willing to phone bank or text bank so it's definitely grown a lot um the number of people we've reached out to has grown exponentially and so i'm really happy with the growth of it i think that's one of the things that i love about it is i feel like we're actually making a change we're consistently growing and that's just really cool to see yeah. And you told me earlier that um, the main demographic is really young people and, mm -hmm. and everything you've said so far, of course, supports that. So um, I guess I, I, you know, I wonder how you reach out to young people, how, I mean, obviously you've been very successful. So what are, what are your approaches? How do you um, reach out to young people and how do you engage them? Yeah. Okay, um, well, I know from just going to the American Rescue Plan tour, um, I met a couple of people there who were really interested in your um, United Rural Democrats. They thought what we were doing was really interesting. And, you know, I mean, a lot of young people have Twitter and the platforms that we're on and young people like to tell their friends about what they're doing, which is how I found out about it. And um, our Twitter has really grown, especially. So through social media and events and word, um, of mouth, we've really spread a lot. And you can see that in the way that uh, the people who like are filling out the application to, you know, maybe join or, you know, be part of our organization. That's what they're, they're mentioning is they're seeing, you know, hey, we saw you on social media. And, you know, I wasn't like, they might say something like, I wasn't aware that there was a group that was reaching out to rural communities that was also, you know, part of the Democrats. I wasn't aware that there was a group that was trying to focus on rural issues. And they're really excited to see that because yeah. they haven't seen that before. And so they think, you know, I'd love to be, or at least, you know, know more about this organization, hear a bit about it. And so that's one of the ways that we think we can spread is people who have 
you know, not really seen a lot of effort or a lot of other organizations. And those are the people that we're trying to reach out to. Right. Great. And um, are you officially a political action committee or, um, or are you just a coalition? Um, right are now you, we're a coalition. You're just a coalition. Right. And, and that's excellent. I think that gives you a lot of freedom uh, to do things and, you know, and, and work with different groups. And I, that's really a, a, a good, a good approach, I think. So um, we talked earlier too about, um, you know, other concerns that um, young people had in, uh, in, in the rural areas. And tell me more about that, because I think that's a, a much bigger topic. Tell me what, what other issues are resonating with young people in rural areas. Um, yeah, I think we mentioned like an infrastructure bill earlier, and I think that really resonates with a lot of the youth because that's something that's pretty overdue. Um, and a lot of people that I know have um, been kind of fed up with the establishment and the same thing happening, even though we have control over the Senate, the presidency, everything, and we're not really getting much done. Um, so things like that have been definitely sounding like more progress um, and it's definitely giving the youth hope um, and um, progress. Does your organization have a, a set platform? We, we do. Uh, so we actually, we have a website. It's unitedworlddemocrats.org, I believe. Um, and you like if afterwards, we can give you the link. So if you'd like to put it up and people can check it out. Um, oh, that's great. The yeah. idea is that as we continue to grow, we'll have, you can click on a state and you can see kind of our goals for, for the state. So what maybe is important here or what's important there. Right now, that's, you know, it's, it's a little bit on hold because we're kind of awaiting redistricting. Um, I know we talked about this beforehand, is we want to, you know, when we have a strategy, we also want to see, you know, what, what kind of we're playing with. But at the same time, we also want to encourage people to run, people to be active, no matter what happens with redistricting. So we do, we do have a website, we have an About Us page, uh, some of their issues. Um, and so, yeah, if you'd like to put up the link, um, we can have people go check it out and they can, they can see a little bit more about that. Okay, and just say what the website is right now. So when people see us, they'll, they'll just look it up. I believe it's unitedruraldemocrats.org. Okay. But I can check on that really quickly. Okay, so, um, and while you're doing that, I just wanna ask, um, it, you talked about events. I wanna know what kind of events you're having. Yeah, so um, a lot of, the different events that are happening in St. Joe County and just all over where people are. We try to attend local events for local politics um, to spread our message and meet new people and rec recruit more people. Um, so yeah, we, we also hold meetings with the group itself over Zoom mainly uh, to prepare for our project and talk about what's coming next. Mm -hmm. And we just, we actually, we just had a, a large summer convention um, that was at the end of June, and we had speakers such as Joe Donnelly was there, and we had some senators from various other states. Um, and I think I, I think almost every single state was represented in that. And yeah. it was a Zoom call wow. with a lot of speakers and a lot of people, and it was fantastic to see um, to get our name on the map, and so For people sure. can talk about how, and you know, current poli current politicians can talk about how they're trying to help rural America and how they think they can work with us. So that was our big event of the summer. Unfortunately, <laughs> it was just a few weeks ago. Um, oh, that's wonderful, though. And then in terms of current events, right now we're trying to just reach out to local democratic chapters uh, in terms of uh, counties and go to their events, actually. So go meet with them where they are 
and try to figure out what issues are most important in those counties and those local areas. So then we can take those back and say, all right, knowing this information, how can we work with you? How can we help you? You know, how can we communicate this to the Indiana Dems at you know, the state level? Because that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to am amplify their voices and make sure that their voice is heard. That's awesome. Uh, so, you know, we talked earlier and I had mentioned to you that um, I'm really passionate about trying to get support for the For the People Act. And, um, and I wanna ask if, if your group is doing anything to support that. Uh, like I explained to you, um, when I talk to young people and I ask them, you know, what issues, you know, are they interested in? Um, I get a real sense of, you know, kind of hopelessness, like government is broken and there's no point and everybody's corrupt. Um, and I say to them, what if I told you there's a bill pending right now that addresses ethics in, among elected officials, among, among campaign finance rules, uh, provides for independent redistricting and expansion of uh, voting rights. Uh, and, and I do get a little response. People go, oh, and, and so uh, to me, I think this is one of the most important bills uh, out there. And this is, could just be so impactful on government and elections. And so I wonder what you think about that bill, whether you're supporting it and, um, and what you're doing about it. So I think just quite honestly, we all are you know, very much in support of it, all us individual members. Absolutely. I don't think we have officially, we have not officially released a statement saying we are, we are officially in support of this. But I think if you look at our policy platform and you look at expanding voting rights and you look at, you know, a lot of it kind of co or is similar to what is in the bill you're mentioning. Um, so we definitely do support it, as you mentioned, you know, giving people hope that their voice can be heard, their voice will matter, is super important. It's extremely important. And that's what this bill that the Democrats are trying to pass, that's what it does. And so we are, you know, trying to mention that whenever possible and trying to bring it up and say, this is something that our, we need to focus on, because this is a really big deal. You know, representation matters. Um, so that's why we think this is important. Right, especially because we are a group that focuses on representation. Um, mm -hmm. This bill is definitely right up our alley. Um, yeah. And yeah, so individually, I think all of us probably support it. Yeah. Great. And so, you know, when we talk about um, members of your group running and being active, um, you know, Indiana is one of the worst states um, as far as gerrymandered districts, um, you know, and it makes it so hard. And I wonder, you know, what is the discussion like among you and your peers, um, you know, as to how can a Democrat get elected? Mm -hmm. So one of the things that we're trying to start with is we're just trying to go out and reach people who haven't been reached before. So if that means going door to door in communities where no politician has gone for decades, that's what it means. If it means going to restaurants and towns where no one is visiting, you know, that's what that means. Because one of the ways that it kind of was first explained to me and I thought was really impactful is if, if you go out to a county that's very Republican, you know, and you just go door to door and talk with people, talk, try to talk with as many people as you can, you're not obvi obviously not everyone's going to choose to vote for you. But if you can get two or 3% more from that county, and you can do that in a lot of counties, that adds up. And that can result in a win where it didn't look like it was possible. So our goal isn't to go out and you know magically win every single red county because right. obviously that's not realistic. It's right. to just go out and listen to people and to talk with them and make sure their voices are heard and hopefully that they understand that you know we're helping them and they trust us. And then that way those candidates that are able to work with them also might get a little more support and a little more votes. 
So it's definitely something that we think is very realistic. You know, we're not trying to flip all of a sudden, you know, very a red state, but we're also, we, we, we think that the idea that just because it's Republican, just because it's red means we should ignore it, means we shouldn't invest in it is very wrong. And that's what has led a lot of people to be disenfranchised from politics. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. And so, um, and I hope that in your efforts, um, uh, you have some, some ideas about getting out the vote. Um, we have, um, it, it, as it turns out in, in my little number crunching, uh, the counties that were the uh, lowest turnout were actually urban, um, you know, uh, counties. And so, um, so I don't know if that's um, something you'll be focusing on or, or not. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 St. Joe County, I think, because we, so we live in the second district and St. Mm -hmm. Joe County, which is the most urban, uh, I think had the second lowest turnout in terms of eligible voters in 2016 and in 2012. So I was just, because I'm, I really like doing these things. I just was looking at some numbers a few months ago and just oh. looking at the statistics and like, wow, you know, these, we have a lot of people who, you know, definitely need to have their voices heard and they're not voting, you know, for their variety of reasons. And so, you know, get out the vote is definitely something that we'd like to focus on. Yeah, I mean, I think when you think about it, you know, the gerrymandering um, that has happened, you know, there's gerrymandered, a lot of gerrymandered Republican districts, but the other ones are gerrymandered Democrat. So that also adds to the hopelessness. I mean, someone will say, I mean, that's my district. It's like, no matter what I do, a Democrat's going to win. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, just like in many of the districts, people, it doesn't matter, a Republican's going to win. So, so that does, you know, kind of weighs down on the um, get out the vote and the voter turnout. So uh, that's just really an interesting um, phenomenon uh, that we all have to get our heads around that even in democratic districts, um, we have to do the get out the vote, yeah. uh, if, you know, to get Democrats elected, but, you know, uh, also to get Democrats elected that are statewide or national, mm -hmm. um, you know, not just in our, in our local districts. So, all right, great. So um, tell me what else you would, you would love um, to talk about, about your, um, your organization. What else is there that you, I don't, I, I'm afraid I don't know to ask the right questions because I'm so old. <laughs> um, so uh, tell me what else what, uh, we need to know about your great organization. Uh, I think one of the things that makes us a little different is, I mentioned this before, and I'm gonna keep saying it because I think it's really important is meeting people where they are and going out to people to amplify their voices. So we're trying to reach out to every Democratic county leader in Indiana to understand, you know, what kind of support do you need? What do you see happening in your community? What can we do for you? And also offering them suggestions. You know, we mentioned Discord. Slack is another great way to have a communication mm -hmm. between members in a party. So reaching out to the, have you heard of this uh, as a way to communicate, you know, what kind of organization can we help you build? So we're, when it's possible, we're physically driving to these locations. So just recently, I drove about 50 miles uh, south to Stark County to the Democratic meeting there and mm -hmm. met with the chair and all the precinct chairs who were there and listened to their ideas and, you know, tried to offer some suggestions and help. And it was really a great, you know, opportunity for us to see what do these communities need? A lot of it is sometimes funding, you know, quite honestly. Um, but that's one of the things that we're trying to really focus on that we feel hasn't been done enough is just going to people where they are, not just going to the cities. The Indiana Dems have done actually a pretty good job with this as of recently with the American Jobs and Rescue Plan Tour. They've been going all over the state. 
Um, <clears throat> I, I met them there from uh, Cass County, uh, which is where I, I saw Joe Donnelly as well. <laughs> um, but that's one of the things that we like to, to focus on is going to, you know, in, we are, none of us really in United Rural Democrats are politicians. None of us have really run for office, but we think that's what makes us special. So we're ordinary people trying to amplify the voices of other ordinary people who have unfortunately been ignored. Right. And I think what's also worth noting is that a lot of politicians, the narrative there is that you go to the place with the most people and you campaign there and you get the places with the most people to vote for you. But like Michael was saying, that makes rural voices never being heard. And a lot of them don't see politicians ever. They don't have people coming knocking on their door. Um, and that's where we really focus on individual voices rather than the big cities and um, getting out the vote in that area because rural voices really don't have a lot of representation at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. So, well, I, I just can't tell you how wonderful it is to hear what you're doing. And um, as I told you earlier, um, a lot of my work is recruiting uh, Democratic women to run for uh, state legislative seats, especially. And so I hope that while you're out there and you're talking to people, if you hear of anyone who wants to run, please yeah, tell them yeah. to call me um, because I want to help them. Uh, so uh, so I, I, I envy you being out there, you know, in the field, I'll be driving around the state too, but um, we need to work together on this. Yeah. And definitely, as you mentioned, you know, having people run is so important. We just had a meeting with the St. Joe County Chair who talked about the importance of having precinct chairs, which is, you know, highly overlooked and is something that is, you know, pretty easy to run for and is not that tedious of a job. You're able to do it, you know, with another job. But it's definitely something where you can run and make your voice heard. It's a stepping stone if you want to go higher. And a lot of these uh, rural counties don't have many precinct chairs for Democrats. And so that's one of the things that we're trying to emphasize is making sure that you can recruit people to run for precinct chairs because ordinary people can do it. And that means that ordinary people's voices are represented. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're, we love to hear that that's the work you're doing because that's definitely yeah. extremely important. Yeah, oh, and we are we actually are rolling out a, a training program for precinct committee chairs as well because this is so important and this is the year yeah. you know it's in the election is on the primary ballot in may of 2022 uh there are 5176 precincts in the state and yeah. um you know probably half of those have no uh leadership um yeah. and this is a wonderful position to have on your local level and uh and this is how the you know this is the other very important thing about making sure we have great people in those precinct committee chair positions is that what we learned in 2020, what I learned in our work was that there is this isolated stream of information that's coming straight from a national level going to all, especially rural areas um, from Republicans. And it was really hard to break through that. Um, we could not get our candidates messaging to uh, you know, many, many people. They, sure, we just yeah. couldn't get in there. So again, precinct committee chair positions are the people who can do that. They can go underneath that insulated stream of information, you know, going door to door in their neighborhood, talking to their neighbors and friends and um, making sure that they are getting introduced to the Democratic candidates who are running in their districts. Mm -hmm. So again, I agree, you're, you're so smart uh, to see that, that the precinct committee chair positions are just as the most important thing that we can do right now. And, um, uh, and the other problem is that many of the people who are in those positions don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, they've not been trained well. 
and, um, and you know, they show up for a caucus, but otherwise don't do much in their neighborhood. So we really need to help precinct committee chairs first get elected and then um, learn how to reach everyone in their precinct. Um, you know, they call it a precinct committee chair uh, because they are supposed to have a, a committee. So yeah. teaching precinct committee chairs how to develop a committee of volunteers in their precincts um, and helping, you know, helping them with tools to reach people and um, connect everyone to candidates and, and again, the other way, getting those people heard to the candidates who are running. So I couldn't agree with you more um, about that one. So that's wonderful that you're doing that. Thank you. No, something it's like, if you have, you're supposed to have a committee. Most people aren't even aware of that, let alone right. they don't. So if you have, you know, 2000 committee chairs that haven't really been filled or don't have a committee, and you can get maybe 6,000, you know, chairs and committee in total, and you tell all those 6,000 people, I just want people, I just want you, I just want you, I just want you to read whose voices haven't been heard. That's 60,000 people you can reach right there. And so that's super important is instead of trying to, you know, tell a hundred people, we need you to reach, you know, 10,000, you can mm -hmm. tell the opposite, you know, you can tell 5,000, we need you to just to reach 20 people per person, which is a lot more manageable. And so organizing on a local level, just like you were saying, is we think super, super important is getting that word out and just having local power so that people, because it's really hard for me to think that like, say Joe Biden personally hears my voice or personally is listening to me. Right. But it's a lot easier for me to go to my precinct chair and say, hey, this is the issue I'm worried about because I know they'll remember me. That's their goal. That's their job. And so that's what we're trying to communicate is if you can have those local leaders who can listen to those people, it's a lot easier for everyone's voice to be heard. Right. And then that precinct chair can say, right. you know what, I'm going to hook you up with your candidate who's running for your county commission mm -hmm. or county council. So exactly. um, that's, yep. you know, that's the connection that needs to be made. So, okay. So. Audrey, are you old enough to run for office yet? I'm 18. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. How old do you have to be to run for something for, you know, precinct committee chair even? All I know is that question. president is 35. That, that is, is all question. I know. No, once again, this demonstrates how much you know, we, we still have to learn. Because, Absolutely. Uh, we're still, as I mentioned, this is, uh, I've only been in this for a few months. And so... I'm still trying to, every day I learn something new. I didn't know that precinct committee vice chairs were a thing until just like a month ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, or that it was supposed to be a committee. And so as we're learning this, we're trying to, you know, do more information, uh, learn more information because how do I put this? We're both very involved in politics. And so if we don't know the answer to this, That's there's right. a good chance that a lot of other people don't as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially right. locally. I mean, I yeah, I think a lot of people our age focus on federal politics yeah. more than mm -hmm. state and local ones. Mm -hmm. And I think what's the most important is really local politics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And so, and you this again. Like so, you right. You can also be like a township trustee or things. Yeah. That's right. Or a township trustee board member that provides very yeah. important okay. oversight over a, a yes. fairly unregulated, you know, position. So don't get me started. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, all right, so, okay. So um, I, we're almost out of time. So um, thank you again for being here. So tell us again um, how people can reach you and uh, online and your emails, whatever you wanna share, your handle. So there is a, as I mentioned, our website, unitedruraldemocrats.org. 
Great. if you go there, um, there, you know, as do all websites, they have, you know, we have a home, we have an about us, we have our state plans, we have a way to donate and we have a volunteer. So if you click on that volunteer, it'll take you to a form where you can put your name, your contact information, and maybe why you're interested about hearing, uh, hearing about us. And, you know, we'll get back to you and we'll connect with you. Um, we also have our Twitter handle, Twitter, sorry, handle. Twitter handle, I can't talk, is okay. at rural underscore united. So if okay. you go there, you can also learn more about us. Uh, you can DM us through there and, you know, see, get involved. And if you respond to one of our tweets, we're very good with responding <laughs> back, actually. So if all you want to do is just respond and say, hey, I'm interested in learning more about getting involved, we'll respond back. So if that's Absolutely. at rural underscore united or you can visit our website, which is unitedruraldemocrats.org, any one of those things. And we'd love to even just listen to what's important to you. Honestly, Absolutely. if you just love to give it, say, I just like to talk with you about something that's important to me. I don't think, you know, I'm being heard in my local polit political level. That's great. We'd love to have you. For sure. Excellent. All right. Well, thank you again for coming and doing this interview with me. Um, I think this is really exciting work that you're doing and I hope we can all work together. Uh, it's great that you're reaching out, I think, to Democratic parties. Um, you know, there's also a bazillion Democratic clubs out there. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's, I, I find that to be such an interesting phenomenon, you know, that there's the Democratic Party and then there'll be, a, you know, a Democratic club for a city or for another one for the county. And there'll be a progressive mm -hmm. Democrats group. So, um, I, you know, and it is, you know, kind of a pipe dream, but it was, sure would be nice if those could all kind of you know, come together a little bit yeah. more. <laughs> that would be nice. So, all right, great. Well, what you're doing is wonderful. I'm so excited to meet both of you and I will definitely be keeping an eye on your work and um, hopefully we can do some more, um, we can do some more talking uh, and get updates as, um, as you progress in your, in your goals. And thank, thank you so much for all the work you do. We really appreciate it. Yeah, and thank you so much for having us today. Yeah, we appreciate that. Absolutely. All right, great. Take care. You too. Bye-bye.